0: To Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Travis Chappell. How are you? Shahad, what's up, man? Thanks so much for having me on the show. No, awesome to have you, my friend. Awesome to have you. Your sound quality is
1: incredible. Hey, I got, I, I can't take any credit, man. This is uh, just some really awesome equipment that we were able yeah. to upgrade to finally. So uh, yeah, yeah it it's, it's all about that. All about that uh, smooth microphone sound, you know? So which podcast do you have? So my show is called build your network. Uh, it's all about how to build relationships with the people that you want to be like the most in life.
0: Oh, cool! So uh, I jumped, uh, jumped the gun there. But can you introduce yourself and all the amazing things that you're involved in? Sure. So I am basically just a door-to-door sales
1: guy turned podcaster, is like the easiest way to say it. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that happened in between, and all the midst all of that stuff, as you can imagine, from yeah. entrepreneur to entrepreneur, that the, the mm-hmm. shiny object syndrome and trying to, yep. you know, discover the path. All I really knew was that I didn't want to go the traditional path, so it was just kind of like a bumpy road trying to figure out what I was. Going going to be doing. And, uh, the, the, I, I started my career in door-to-door sales cause I didn't know what else to do outside out of college. I and I actually went to college for ministry. So I got a uh, double majored in Bible and church ministries and oh, wow. got my bachelor's degree. And then I realized when I was done, uh, it was a really, really, it was actually my junior year. I did an internship at a church and just didn't enjoy it. And I, um, and on the weekdays, so I interned at the church on the weekends on the weekdays, I was doing door-to-door sales out of outside of, outside of school. And I had my own sales team and it was going pretty well. I was making some pretty good, Money and I was, you know, 19, 20 years old. And I would find myself on the weekends interning, doing the thing that I was supposed to be doing for the rest of my life, looking forward to getting back to school on Monday so that I could go work at the place that I was supposed to be quitting in, you know, six months when I graduated college. So um, that was the first time where I started to realize, like, ah, maybe this isn't what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And by the time I graduated, I basically come to that decision completely. But at that point, I had a useless, unaccredited Bible degree. And I don't know if you ever tried to get a job, uh, Shahed, with a (laughs) useless Bible degree, (laughs) but uh, it's basically the same as not having a degree at all. And uh, so the only thing that I really knew how to do was door to door sales. So I just kept doing it, and it was the only thing that I knew that I could make good money if I gave a hundred percent effort. You know, because I was like, what? What am I? What realistically? What am I going to do? Go work for thirty five thousand dollars a year out of college and just Mm. like be, have to have some like dead end going nowhere type of job or career or something like that. Like that's not going to work out. Plus I hate people telling me what to do anyway. Yeah. Um, so door to door was just kind of like, well, I, I know that if I do this, I can make six figures and I can work on my own schedule and nobody tells me what to do or where to go or when I got to be there. Um, and so that's, that's what I ended up doing was, uh, was door to door sales for, did that for four or five years. If you mm-hmm. include my time in college and then, uh, include the time that I did that, uh, while I was trying to get the podcast off the ground. So after a while of doing door, door. I just didn't, I knew, I knew enough to look into the future and know that I didn't want to be doing it in another decade, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, at that point I was kind of back to square one cause it was like, well, I'm not going to do the thing that I went to college for and I'm not going to do the thing that I have experience in. So now I'm starting from scratch and essentially whatever I decided to do next and, uh, podcasting ended up being, ended up being that thing. And so we started those network podcast a few years back and now everything's kind of transitioned to our online businesses. So we have our, our uh, podcast profit course and academy and our private coaching program, and we have the podcast and then we also have our podcasting software company as well.
0: Sales is the highest paid profession. So you did, you did a great job to go into that. What were you selling door to door?
1: Yeah. So I started in college selling solar and then uh, after college I sold alarms. That was the one that I made six figures in for the first time ever was in, in alarm sales. And then I ended up in water purification
0: and then, and then podcasting. Yeah. So then podcasting, what kind of guests do you guys bring on? Like, is it more based on like, do you do like counseling as well? Like, kind of a counseling type of guest as well that you bring on for marriage and uh, Yeah. So we focus mostly on um, on entrepreneurship and okay. ne- and like networking
1: for mm. the purpose of like building your inner circle of people that are pushing you to be Understood. a better person and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, we we focus a lot more on the entrepreneurship type crowd. Uh, but we uh-huh. talk, you know, networking's such a broad topic I yeah. can talk to just about anybody that's successful has yeah. some done some level of networking in their life regardless mm-hmm. of what industry they're in and they may not even call it networking you know what i mean like yeah. some people the business world's familiar with the term because it's talked about a lot but mm-hmm other worlds that you talk to, they may not call it networking, but they still do it. You know, it just, you know, they, they just wouldn't call it that. It was like, Oh, I went to this party one time and I met this person. I was like, yeah, that's networking. <laughs> like, yeah. Just because just you didn't go to like, just because it doesn't say networking event on the top. Yeah. And like, you have to have a thousand business cards and a name tag, like doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're, that you're not networking.
0: But uh, so yeah, that's mostly what we talk about on the show. That's the type of guests we talk to. Well, that's awesome. And for, you mentioned something about a coaching and online course. Is a course. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what do you, we, what do you yeah. teach on? Yeah, so we have our podcast profit
1: academy, and uh, so that's our online self study course and training program where we teach entrepreneurs how to build profitable podcasts. Um, so that's that's the the core of what we do there. And then for any of those entrepreneurs that are like above that, you know, ten k a month part, uh, we we kind of move them into our private coaching program because that's more built for uh, for people that are already seeing big numbers in their business and now they just want to add a podcast to to that, to that plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Academy and the kind of mastermind, some of the lower ticket stuff is just kind of like people that are just getting started, getting their feet wet. They want to build something, but they don't know exactly what yet. They need some clarity, some, uh, some, uh, you know, defining moments and things like that. And then the coaching program is more for the established entrepreneurs that just want to start building an online presence with a personal brand through podcasting.
0: Mm -hmm. And this course, it, it actually teaches them how to monetize the podcast as well. Correct. Yes, sir. That's kind of like, the, that's really our biggest differentiation point because there are a lot of people online yeah, that teach how a podcast. But I know We teach people how to make money podcasting, mm-hmm. which is a lot more rare. Yeah. That's what I'm asking because almost everyone I met, uh, they, they have the program to help you find your niche in your business, set it sure. up, equipment, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes yeah. to monetization, it's very vague. Um, so how much focus is there on, on the monetization portion? A
1: lot of focus, but it really depends on the person that's in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we recommend a different plan of action for different people with different goals. You know what I mean? So it's very much custom tailored to the person that's jumping in where it's like, Hey, you need to focus on this part. I know monetize, not monetization is your goal right now, but you need to focus on these two things first before we worry about monetization. Or somebody could come in and be like, man, you should have been monetizing six months ago. Let's get you started right now. You know what I mean? So uh, we kind of work with a, ri- a wide range, a wide variety of people um, in that in that context. But there's a lot of work that we do uh, based around the monetization aspect of podcasting.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's good that it's customized, right? Like it's not just, hey, here's a login credential. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, you actually talk to the person. You actually talk to the client yep. and find out yep. their needs. Okay. Exactly. So what was, the, what was the, what was the biggest surprise you have had in this journey? Entrepreneurship. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this one just cause it's kind of yeah. top
1: of mind for me. Sure. Um, biggest surprise uh, recently has been how much of entrepreneurship is not knowable until action is taken. Mm from the outside in, it looks to be not that way, right? Like from the outside in, you give really high value to your ideas about what could be a successful business. Mm -hmm. But once you jump into one of those ideas and start trying to actually implement it, you start understanding why there's so few successful entrepreneurs, like people who started businesses that are actually going well and still going well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think the stat is sadly over half of businesses will go out of business in, within five years or, or within three years or something like that. It's a, it's a high you know percentage that your business won't make it. And, uh, and I think that's largely one of the reasons to do with it because like people just think like, well, I have this idea, so let's go act on this idea. And if people don't take advantage of it, then we just keep pushing this one idea, even though we're meeting a ton of resistance and we're not getting people to take advantage of it. And it seems like it's growing really slowly and we're not doing anything that's actually making a difference, like but they still hold on to the idea. You know what I mean? So one of the biggest surprises for me has just been like, it's not really about the idea, it's about the execution on the idea. And it's about iterating the idea until you find people that are willing to actually pay you for that idea and then trying to take that idea to scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's just a lot more testing and a lot more experimentation that has to be done in entrepreneurship before you find, you know, the thing that's going to take off. And I think mm-hmm. people just don't think that's going to be that much work. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, Oh, I have this idea, so let's go sell it. And it's like, okay, great. How did that go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. did it, did it work? If it worked, then you might've gotten lucky and got the right idea with the right audience and the right offer and the right messaging. You might've gotten all that right the first time. but odds are you probably didn't get it right the first time. And you're going to have to do some testing. You're going to have to do some iterating. You're going to have to do some implementing. You're going to have to do some experimenting. You're going to have to do some, you know, uh, some, some conversations with some ideal clients. You're going to have to do like, there, there's so much more work that goes into it. And I think it just surprises people and they view it as a failure, right? Like Mm. they, 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 they chalk it up as a tally mark in the failure column way too soon. They, They don't like, my point is they don't understand that that's not a failure. It's literally just part of the success process, Mm. is it's part of the design. A, exactly. Like you got to test, you got to mm. implement, you got to iterate. Like mm. you, you implement something, you test it, and then you make some, some alterations to it. And then you do that process again. I think people do that and then they do it once or twice. And then it's like, well, We tried everything. It's a failure now. You know, Mm. when you read about some of the most successful companies out there, a lot of them are just huge pivots away from the original thing that they were originally originally intended to do. Even, Mm. you know, look at something like Instagram. I forget the exact original um, idea for Instagram, but it wasn't a social media picture sharing site. That, That wasn't the original idea for Instagram. That was a pivot. That they did with their user base after getting after getting real customer data and and feedback, and it obviously worked out pretty well for them. You know, so I think I just think people give up too soon. Yeah, because not because they're quitters. It's just because they don't realize that that's literally just part of the game. It's literally part of the process. You have mm. to do it. It's mm. not even an option. Mm, like I said, so- you might get lucky, but do you really want to base the future of your success and your family on luck? Like, probably not. You know what I mean? Like you want to do what's repeatable, duplicatable. If you're gonna take the risk to. Start start a business and put in the work to start a business. Um, you know, that that's a lot that goes into it. So mm-hmm. stick with it and, mm-hmm. and test a little bit more and, and iterate a little bit more. And you're eventually you're going to find, you know, you're going to twist the puzzle piece around until it fits and you're going to push it down. And it's going to like, Oh, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, like we, we got something here, you know? Um, but that takes, most of the time takes a lot longer than I think what
0: people think it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And I heard this term before is like, you know, failure is a success tax, Mm, right. Like so, that yeah, yeah. yeah, I got like yeah. a lot. It's, it's, you, you, you know, it's just a stepping, you have yep. to, I went through it, you know, I've, I've, I had the shiny object syndrome as well. Um, and, uh, and plus you didn't have the mindset for, it and you keep jumping on these ideas and yeah. trying to work in and you're foundationally not right. And you're trying to go far, you're trying to go in, you're trying to like make it happen, but inside you have a different feeling or thoughts or belief system. Yeah. Um, and then they experience that failure, they get really afraid, and then they go back to comfort zone, go back to employment. But yeah, it's so the best is to kind of keep working it, like you said. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, man. I couldn't mm-hmm. agree with you more. Yeah. And how about this, uh, uh, the journey in the podcast world, especially during the pandemic, have you noticed, uh, um, increase in your business? Like, have you noticed like any kind of difference? You know, not really. Uh, like we, we, we
1: shifted our business a lot though. So it's mm. kind of, I don't know if we can give a, like a great answer to that question, meaning that at the end of 2019, we looked completely different than we looked at the end of 2020. So we just shifted a lot of things in our business. So I, I don't know if I, if I would be the best person to measure demand in, in that mm. context, but mm. um, you know, to answer your question, I think a lot of people started podcasts during COVID just because yeah. they finally had a little bit of extra time to do things yeah, like we started a software company because yeah. of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, Hey, we, we had like 12 trips on the calendar and they're all canceled now. So yeah. what do we do with this extra time? You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but so, so you, you started the show because of COVID yeah, you had to my, time from COVID.
0: Oh yeah. Like COVID, I'm a COVID pivot child. Um, I had to take major, major pivots. Like my entire, yeah. my entire world shifted. Yeah. Uh, and from March last year, like completely, uh, and this is one of the products. The show, mm. um, but yeah, like it's definitely. It depends on what industry you are in, what kind of business you're in. It affected some in a good way, some in a bad way, some in a yeah, middle. Right right so a lot of places i know pivot is thrown out so much that word but yeah it is what it is right, it's, yeah, it's like, right. a lot of people had to pivot right podcast was the number one you're right i remember back then it was like all about podcasts like everybody was talking about podcasts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah right. it's something that i think
1: i think we're still going to see a ton of uplift in yeah. podcasts man like it's yeah. It's still in its infancy compared to every other platform. Very small. Clubhouse Clubhouse has been around for a year and it already has like 12 times the user base of podcasters. Incredible. You know what I mean? So I just think podcasts is still at the beginning. It's just the barrier to entry is a little bit higher than for these other platforms because you can't just like create an account and be like, okay, I'm live. You know what I mean? It takes
0: takes, yep. takes like educating, right? Like a yep. lot of people jump into it. They make a lot of mistakes. You know, they, they don't have a format. They don't have an yep. idea. Uh, they don't get they the quit. coaching. They don't get exactly. the help. Right. It's so critical. Anything that anybody jumps into, it's so important to spend the money on someone that's already been there. Like I can't say that enough. Yep. Uh, uh, if you going in a podcast, you know, talk to Travis, right? I completely agree with you, except for I'm gonna make one adjustment sure. to what you said, Chad. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is uh don't spend the money invest the money.
0: Oh yes. And, Good and point.
1: I, and I know that, and I know that's yes. what you meant by yes, saying that yes. and you that's weren't what I meant, to, but to I just drop said, people away from that. Yeah. But I do, I do, I do try invest. to keep the verbiage so to, to get people to shift their mindset because mm. that's what it is. And people, is. they chalk it up too much as an expense where they look at, it, it's like, man, a thousand dollars for a course. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can do that, but yeah. you're paying 750 bucks a month for your truck payment. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what well, what's more important to you? Like having yeah. a truck that doesn't make you money or yeah. creating an online business that could potentially yes. let you live the life of your dreams and make you yeah. a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't like you? If you look at it as an expense, then you compare it to other expenses. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, I, look at all the other things I could buy for a thousand bucks. You know, I could buy that gaming system, or I could. Yeah. Buy that- new phone or I can buy that computer or all those other things. And it's like, sure, you can do all that, but it's not going to make you money. No. You know what I mean? Like this is not I an agree. expense. This is yeah. investing into yourself, into your learning, your continued yeah. knowledge. Your future. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. No,
0: I, I agree hundred percent. Thank you for clarifying that because I'm in that world too. Like I I, I mentor people and I mm. I use that word spend and I shouldn't be because it is investing. Yeah. Um, and I spend a, a lot of money on, on that part of me like mm-hmm. to make myself better. You know, if I need to speak better, I'll get a you know, a speaking coach, right? If I need right. to get better in selling, I'll get you know what I mean? So it's always right. you need that help. You need to invest in yourself continuous. I'm using that word to get it again. So it becomes yeah. part of me now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's so true, man, like what you're saying, because the
1: the question is can you figure it out yourself? And the answer is of course you can. Yeah, you can it's... definitely figure it out yourself. But then it comes back to how long do you want to be doing this? Yeah. How long do you want to be trying to figure it out? I want. You know I, I mean? don't because want the pain. I can exactly, exactly because yeah. the it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what our most important asset in life is. Our most mm-hmm. important asset in life is not our money. Mm-hmm. Money is by definition a replenishable asset. So um, your it's time a is the medium of transfer. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, your time's the only thing that's that's inherently valuable. It's the yeah. only thing that is by definition in scarce supply. Mm. So if you can trade something that's replenishable for something that's not replenishable, why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. You know that you know what I'm saying. So like, yeah. if you can shave off two years from your learning curve because you bought a thousand dollar course or paid ten grand to be in somebody's coaching program, and you mm-hmm. can learn from all of their mistakes that yep. they've made over the last mm-hmm. five years of gathering information, wow. and you Prices. can get access to all of that in two three months, mm-hmm. look at all the time that you're saving. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why I buy into these things because like yeah. I want to save time. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 it's it's being urgent but patient. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I always tell people like, be be patient, but be urgent, you know, or be urgent, but be patient. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're always playing the long game with urgency. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I want to get to the end, you know, I want to get to the result,
0: but also you still have to think about the long game urgency with a with a with a calm mind you know that's the key you have a state of urgency you're always feeling that urgency but you're doing it in a calm manner and a calm manner is investing in these things because if you look at if you study all the successes out there the big component of who they are is who, who they spent who they invested with like who they actually hired to help them Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. anybody you look at in your research, there's like lineup of coaching that they went through to yep. get to and, that place and are probably still going through for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Um I did it though, by the way, like I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm in my forties. So I did all that. Like I did before I would just say, I could do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm like my, my I come from a family of business. I can do anything. And I had this, you know, conscious thought that I was able to do anything and I would just go at it. I was just jumping different industries. I probably did business almost all energy. I just would just go, <laughs> I would just try it, you know, and do it. But then, you know, obviously my inner belief system wasn't aligned. And then also mm-hmm. I didn't get help, you know, first of all, I didn't really know that something like this was out there even back then. Yeah, right. I didn't even know that I could go hire someone to teach me to do something quicker. Like that's, <sighs> You know, like if I had that back then, it would be totally different right now. So, Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So we always like to ask our guests, what's their inner superpower that got them to this point? That's a good question, man. Influence
1: or persuasion in some way, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would chalk it up to sales, but... Like I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if sales is completely all-encompassing because a lot of it's been like the network that I've been able to build, which I think is a lot of communication and understanding social psychology, at least on a really basic level mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. So I, I would say something about communication and, um, uh, and the people that I've been able to, to, to connect with uh, is really, is really a lot of it. So, I mean, the end goal is the the end answer is the people that I connected with is, is why uh, is I think in my um, you know, one of the biggest assets that I have. Um, and I think that that was able to be done through trying to learn how to communicate with people yeah. more effectively.
0: So that's like the inner superpowers relationships. And that's funny that as your superpower is your business. Like, you yeah, connect, and didn't start you connected that way. it, you know, yeah, I mean? it, that's the thing is like, I,
1: I didn't, I didn't choose a networking podcast because I was a great communicator and a great networker. I chose it because I wanted to become that. I I'd never even yeah. been to a networking event in my life before I started build your network. I just knew that networking and building better relationships with key people would be something that I valued in my life. And I should probably put some time and energy into learning how to do it better. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do it? what better way to learn something than to, than to help teach it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I first started my show, man, I didn't do any solo shows ever. I did only interviews cause it was my goal to interview mm-hmm. people who were good at the thing that I wanted to get yeah. good at and ask mm-hmm. them questions about how they got good at it. You
0: know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, Travis, it's been amazing, amazing talking to you about all the amazing things you're doing. And I hope that I wish you all the success and, you know, the, the the help that you could provide people to create a business and to create something out of nothing and you can guide them is incredible. So, um, you know, I wish you best of luck. I appreciate it. Chad. Thanks so much for having me on the show.